Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. This is the Craft Heads Podcast. This is episode 156 of the podcast that I do with my best friend, Alex, where we always have a drink on hand that we like to do, and Alex is going to introduce those drinks in a second. But then we also do a topic that could be about literally anything in the world. Today, you're welcome to tune out if you want to, because we're doing something very near and dear to our hearts, and that's video game related. And specifically, if you haven't seen from the episode title, it's the Elden Ring cast. Yes, sir. And I'm glad Tommy brought it up because we were just going to do one of our regular bullshit casts. But honestly, I'm going to go so far as to say that Elden Ring like changed my life. And <laughs> it, it, it's it's changing yeah, mine he, currently. He, he gets it. So it, it's it, and I'll go as far to say like rather than where I go and ask you to rank it where it stands on your favorite video games of all time. It's one of the best video games ever made. Yep. objectively and um we're going to talk about it and what we love about it and what kind of realm it transports yep. you to we're uh we're a little late because it came out in february of 2022 but better <laughs> late than never um sometimes we do ones on games that just come out uh sometimes we do ones on tv shows that are 20 years old and speaking of which tara and i are going to do a wire cast sometime in january so stay tuned for that as well but um yeah tommy and i we're going to get right back to the outer ring conversation here in a minute but before we do I have two drinks poured here uh, for Tommy and me. Uh, as Tommy can see here, they are different colors. I didn't let him smell them. Pick one just by looking ah. at which one you want, and then you know we'll taste them, see what you like better, and then I'll show you what they are. I, I commented to Alex that these are some dark drinks with a nice, beautiful cube in them, large cube. But they are different colors, and he told me not to smell them because I might be able to know what they are. I, I didn't even... I just want you to taste them randomly pick you can start you're gonna taste them both They're, they are different is so. so is the is the purplish hue one a little sweeter i don't know how to answer that as weird as that sounds okay yeah so so cheers let me know what you think Ooh, smells uh cranberry actually close oh wow you like that way to bring a, a winner to my table here. oh okay so Mm. I'm, I'm not going to say anything. I'm, I'm going to let you try the other one, and then I'm not, I don't want to say anything yet. Okay. So Tommy just tried the, the reddish one, and he really, really liked it. Now he's trying the one that looks more like a... Looks like cider or something. I don't know. Uh, less interested in this one. I, I like that that one has a little bit of um, bubbles to it. It does. Yeah. I looked. It has a little bit of carbonation. By the way... The purple one has more bubbles. Take one on more sip of this. Okay. Think about our childhood... Does it, I, yeah, uh, Reed's peach tea. Yes, it tastes exactly <laughs> like Rita K's peach tea, and I've, I love it. So, but you agree you like this red one a little bit more, mm -hmm. and you are more than welcome to have it. I'll okay. get peach if you want. So that, that's a, an allusion to our uh, real quick. Your your um your yes like this was the exact reaction you had you. to Thank getting you. the sturgeon that yes. you just got. So we're talking, <laughs> we're, we're talk which makes no sense to anybody. We're, that's all right. We're talking about video games. Everybody who knows me knows that Hades also changed my life in 2022. Not a 2022 release, but it's when I played it. And right before this call, I got the final piece of the codex and got a sturgeon up uh, fishing against Hades. So I was pretty excited about that and lost my mind. But anyways, uh, the drinks. <laughs> Dude, you sick. Yeah, he had a little uh, rag covering him. I didn't even know they were on the corner of the oh, table. excellent. I'm glad I did that that way. Uh, so these are the Crown Royal like pre-made cocktails in a can. I'm not big on cocktails in cans. Uh, there's usually a lot of bullshit colorings, whatever. Obviously a lot of sugar. Here's the one nice thing. Um... They are, there's a four pack is usually like 
12, 13 dollars, depending on where you go. I went to my local liquor store, shout out Marcos. I think we might have given him a shout out before a, a while back, but they are at, uh, it used to be called Savvy Cellar. It's now called the Reserve List. And they were on closeout for $2. For a four pack? Oh, yeah. What? I got you one. Oh, my God. Thank <laughs> you. I was seriously just like, I'll drink anything for $2, yeah. you know? Yeah. And whenever I, I said, I was like, can you double check? These are supposed to be $2. He was like, what? No, they can't be. I was like, that's what it says. And he was like, okay, holy shit. <laughs> and guess what else I did? I, not to toot my own horn. There were, I think there were eight total. I bought five. Mm. I left three for other people. Nice. Because I didn't want to be that person. You, you Three at the store for other people? Yeah. So you bought five four-packs. Yeah. And then you I left, left... I left three four-packs there because, like, I wanted somebody else to enjoy what I... You know, the, the good fortune that I had. So there... Instead of just, buying all eight, which I could and should have done, but I left three. So somebody's just going to come up and be like, is this free? And he's going to be like, yeah, somebody bought it for you. Oh, no, 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 no. Sorry. I didn't do that. Okay. My point is, most people would have bought all eight four-packs. I feel like that's the American way. And I was like... I already bought a shit ton. I'll leave this good fortune for somebody else. Somebody else got three, four packs for $6, presumably. I see. So, I see. Yeah, I'm sure the next person that read that sign bought them all. But um, anyways, I do agree, Tommy. The We didn't even tell everybody. The red one is Crown Royal Washington Apple. It's their Canadian whiskey, of course. Apple, cranberry, mm-hmm. like you said. Ah. And other natural flavors. Yuck. Uh, carbonation, and colored with vegetable juice. So I was very happy about that. The coloring is vegetable juice. Nice. And the peach is, of course, the whiskey, peach flavor, other natural flavors, and brewed tea. So they're different kind of drinks. Like one's a tea, one's like a carbonated cocktail. Are they only, is it only the two flavors or are there other flavors in the Uh, four pack? There might be more because they, you know, Crown Royal started making a bunch of uh, flavored shit like in their actual bottles, but these were the only two that were there. There was only one peach left. There were a bunch of apples and I'm glad because again, Tommy and I both like the apple better. One downside, one can has, they're, they're clever carbohydrates yeah 20 grams okay well we all know that's straight up sugar. straight sugar so yeah. they're a little fucked i would i think drinking two would even be a stretch i did the other night and i was like all right i feel like shit about myself but anyway, i gave a four pack to adam and he was texting me the other night and he goes he was like i'm three crown royal cans deep i was like adam well you're gonna uh, die <laughs> like, so from the sugar what i was what i was asking you might have misunderstood me i was i thought they were variety pack four packs mm-hmm. are they just like one is four apples that is correct one's four yep. okay that yeah sorry i did misunderstand but yeah the, the four packs come as one flavor so anyways cheers thanks yep. for helping me uh <laughs> you were my good luck charm getting that last surgeon and we'll dive right in on Elden ring and i have to i don't there's Spoilers are not like a huge deal, obviously, for this game. And Tommy and I also have not beaten it yet. I have 97 hours in and I haven't beaten it yet. <laughs> like, I want to reiterate that. And uh, Tommy took some notes. So I'm going to let, he's going to sort of drive this, but I will begin by saying I agree with everything Tommy said. <laughs> and there is a difference between my favorite game of all time and the best game of all time. Like, for example, Oblivion, Elder Scrolls 4 Oblivion, I still think is my favorite game of all time. There's nostalgia and charm and different things that go into that kind of a, a designation. Same with movies. But in terms of the best video game of all time, this is absolutely a top three up there, you know, like with the Final Fantasy 7s of the world. And 
I mean, it could be the best game of all time. Yeah. So take it, it away, Tom. It's which is so refreshing to say. Yes. Because I was starting to get to the point where nobody comes up with new concepts anymore. Mm-hmm. Which technically, this really isn't a new concept. It's just they elaborated on an already established great concept with the Souls games. But um, I, I was just really worried because because uh, developers just put out unfinished products all the fucking time. Yeah, and I'm just so tired of it. And I was just, I just chalked it up like games are just not going to be as revolutionary as they once were. Mm-hmm. Not <laughs> wrong. Enter from software. Yeah, and, and and also Hades. Like Hades is coming out with yep. with with 2.0. What it's and not even it, called Hades anymore. What's it? Good? I, I think I thought it was Hades too. I, oh, I, okay. I could easily be wrong, but th- that's from Supergiant Games, and they don't make sequels. And they were like, "Okay, we're gonna make a sequel on this one because, yeah. like, we really outdid ourselves here." So I'm just I'm just really happy to see some 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 work put into like completing a product, perfecting a product. And um, as Alex just mentioned, and I'll just jump right in here. He said he has ninety. What you said, ninety seven hours. Yeah, let's just call it a hundred. Yeah, he's got a hundred sure. yeah, hours yeah. in the game. Uh, I am. Closing in on 50, um, I got it a little bit later than him. I was waiting for it to go on sale because him and sale. Because we're, we're terrible are, like that. We're, we're cheap boys. You know, we're, <laughs> we we don't make much from this podcast. Wink, wink. You should probably subscribe. Hit the subscribe button. One dollar a month. Um, Crafty boys. Yeah, craft, uh, patreon.com. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> so I I have 50 hours in half as much as Alex. And, and the first thing I'm going to say about this game is I'm pretty sure they perfected open world concept. Yes, because I'm 50 hours in, and I haven't revealed the whole map. No, you're you're not really even close. Yeah, I, like depending I, on where you at 100 I, hours last night. So at 100 hours, and of course that's going to be different for everybody because yeah. I scour everything. I the Souls franchise in a way is very Metroidvania ish in the sense that there is constant. You acquire an item and then backtrack to another area to do something with it, access a new area, etc. But Still, with that caveat, yes, 9,700 hours in, I revealed the last chunk of map last night. Okay. It's just... Congrats. It's just (laughs) staggering is the word I often use to describe Elden Ring. I I can't accept the quality and size of that game. It makes other video games look pathetic. Yeah. It's like, what are other people doing? It's like, how can you charge $60 for like a piece of shit like Call of Duty yeah. And Elden Ring is also sixty dollars. Yeah, it's insane. It's I, nuts. I agree. And, and look at us still waiting to, until it was like on sale for thirty or forty. I, I, I know exactly. I, I, I would honestly. I got it that, as a birthday gift. I think somebody. Fi- so it was purchased at full price in my name. <laughs> now that I've um, seen the game, uh, I knew I was going to love the game. I mean, I mean, you and I both yeah. ha- have a very vast appreciation for the Souls games, mm-hmm. and I, I can't. I, I heard all the all the rumors, not not even the rumors, the rumblings about how amazing the game was. You know, all of the the streamers that I follow talk about how it's like game of the year. Um, century, I would pay. I would pay yeah, century. <laughs> I would pay more than sixty dollars for this game. Yeah, now. And, and wait happily. I'm, I'm gonna say I'm going to say this. I paid sixty. Actually, I might have. My mother in law got it for me, and I think it was on sale at the time. But. I've gotten $600 worth of value out of it. Mm-hmm. Maybe more. Yeah. I mean, seriously. It, it's it's revolutionarily, revolutionarily good. It is a console seller. If you don't have a current-gen console and you're a gamer, 
I'm telling you, it's worth saving up to buy a console to play this game. Yeah. Period. And, and the Souls games are known to be very difficult. I actually would say that Elden Ring is not the most difficult. Not at all. No. But it's it's still... Everything that, that, that wasn't perfected in the prior games has been... Perfect. The game is not. <laughs> I'm going to use the spoiler alert. I'm going to use the word perfect a lot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's as Tommy said, they they perfected open world gaming, which of course the other Souls games aren't. Uh, they're not open world per se, but the they are. It's still very challenging. I would probably say it's somewhere like in the middle of the road, maybe in terms of difficulty, because just so everybody knows, because because a lot of people don't, and you might be listening to this trying to break into this this storied franchise. The first was Demon Souls. Then you have Dark One, Two, and Three. Then there's Bloodborne, and then there's a Demon Souls remake. That's the only other one I have not played yet. I need to buy a PS5 for that. And then of course Elden Ring. I didn't forget anything, did I? I don't think so. Pretty sure that's all of them. So I've never played Bloodborne. That's gotta be remedied at some point. Or Demon, actually. That's an amazing game, and I would definitely recommend playing it. But Blood, if you like. This love affair that I'm watching you go through, like I'm actually, I'm both a little surprised and like touched and delighted at your love affair, Tommy, because I thought I was obsessed with it and Tommy is at least at my level. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it, it has truly taken him over. And yeah. I'm telling you, it, the closest thing, not necessarily mechanically, but like the general aesthetic and like, I don't know, Bloodborne is probably the closest cousin. It's it's kind of like a mixture of Dark Souls 3 and Bloodborne, but I would but Dark Souls 3 is also so much like Bloodborne that I would say that that particular game is responsible for a lot of the innovation from 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 software. I, I can it see that. It is amazing. I can see that because when I have watched streams or, or friends play Bloodborne, uh, it, it is an enhanced Dark Souls. Exactly. So yeah. and and that's what that's what uh, Elden Ring has yeah. done. It's 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 just they just keep getting better. And I don't know how they'll be able to do something better than this. Okay, so that's a funny thing. So I mentioned friend Adam. He was the the one on the the episode about prison. Actually, he's the one who finally convinced me. He was like, "You need to play this game." Actually, he forced me to play Hades too. And um, it's funny. He didn't force you. He brought over, he had his daughter bring he, it yeah, over. He bought right? me a copy of Hades, in fact, and, and delivered it to me via courier, i.e. his daughter, which was awesome. So, um, but the, the crazy thing about uh, Elden Ring, the amount of quality of life improvements that you have in it. And to that end, Adam had mentioned, he's like, I don't know if I can ever go back. Mm-hmm. And it's a valid concern. Like it's so perfectly done. Like go back to the old, yeah, video like to, ones, to, yeah. to to replay the old ones. And don't get me wrong, I don't think I easily could play the old ones. I'm gonna play the Demon Souls remake and all that stuff. But I do see where he's coming from. That because of all the quality of life improvements that they added in Elden Ring that are new to the franchise, it's definitely uh, tough to go back. Well, speaking of quality of life improvements, I have a few notes that I put in here from the last couple times that I've played. Excellent. And and, and these are going to be very specific. So now, if you haven't played the game, I will do my best to describe what I'm talking about here. But there, a way to travel in this game now is because the map is so huge... You obviously aren't going to get around like in all the other Dark Souls games where you just run everywhere mm-hmm. or fast travel. There, there is some fast traveling going on. They have 
you can fast travel from pretty much anywhere in the map. You don't have to be at a bonfi- bonfire. Yeah. You don't have to be at a soul at a grace. You know, they also have horse movement, which I feel like they've done. They must have put so many hours into QA mm-hmm. on this where they were like, ah, oh, that's not good. That's not good. Because it feels so smooth. Yeah. The way the horse movement is in this game. And getting on and off of it too. Yes. I, I that's never what feel, I mean. I never feel encumbered by, I have to get on my horse. It's just like, boom. You're, yeah. Like you can literally do it in the middle of sprinting. Yeah. Like it's that well done. What What do you have it bound to? Um, Up on the D-pad. Just up on the D-pad? Whenever... Uh, whenever I hold Y on an Xbox controller, it brings up like your your yeah. four item satchel, yeah. and it's up on there. So it was, I guess it's on the right button for me. Gotcha. So yeah. I have to hold Y and right. Like the yeah. claw grip is is very real in Dark Souls. I'm gonna blow your mind <laughs> with something. Actually, um, what the hell is that item? If you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, the claw grip is. Not it's like an alternative way to hold a controller, assuming that you play with a controller for all you PC folks, because I do and I'm on PC. But like you, you kind of hook your fingers around so you can hit the uh, the buttons on the right side with your middle or pointer finger rather than your thumb. I hope that makes sense. So don't quote me on this. Uh, Tara was the one that told me, but I lost my mind the other day. Because according to her, and maybe she read it on Reddit or something, this item is a little head nod and wink to the players. Okay. Oh, the tarnished furled fingers. Yes. <laughs> so you can look this up on the on the Elden Ring wiki. The tarnished furled finger is literally the claw on the, the controller. Claw it Rather than me explaining what yeah. it was, you could look it, this it, up. This cannot be incidental or coincidental. If it is, that's insane. But I... I love that attention to detail. And it even says something, the the description, a finger of corpse wax furled like a hook. It is a relic of those who came before, left to help those who would come after. And I feel like they're saying yeah. this is, yeah, it's so good. They're like good. this is how the OGs did it. This You should do this. It helps. You you legit have to do the claw to like properly play the game in my, like to really have control of everything, in I, my opinion. I wonder if the Johns... Carmack and, and um Romero and Romero mm-hmm. are like they they want to meet the Souls creators because I would if I was like yeah. a game developer and by the way um the Johns Carmack and Romero are the creators of the Doom franchise I'm so proud of you Tommy and 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 I Alex Alex <laughs> got me to read the books and and they are basically it's it's not so much video game lore as it is like history yeah it's like it's it's the history of computing of computing and programming i, I yeah. was gonna say like it's more than just video games it's, yeah. it's computing like everybody has you knows who john carmack and john romero, romero yep. are and I I, I I i don't know what that means that i can remember carmack but i can't remember well romero. carmack is he's like the the god yeah. Like in ter- like the the staggering intellect and coding ability, and Romero was more like the rock star, the, the rock star, and the hype man, and the testing, and the gaming, you know, and some of the design and stuff. But Carmack was like the literal brains of yeah. the two. Yeah. Well, so I I want to know, like, I really wish I could get into John's minds to know if they're like now these guys, yeah, they're doing it right. Yes. you know, like they're innovating, they're doing what's supposed to be done with video games. Yeah, n- nothing on this scale has ever i mean yes i know you have companies like rockstar and 
It's true. The size of a GTA, a modern GTA, fuck, even five, which came out how many years ago at this point, that's mind-bogglingly big. But there's something different about Elden Ring. Every time I go through an area, I like I have my breath taken away. And mm-hmm. I'm like, how is this game... How am I still seeing new things? Yeah. This doesn't make any sense, yeah. you know? And uh, as far as areas go, one of my my absolute most beautiful experiences so far was in Landell, the uh, oh, the capital. Okay. okay, I haven't gotten there yet. I don't know that, what that's it, the spot of the map I haven't revealed. Tommy, I don't know what it is, but the aesthetic and like the very subtle music, it, there is just so, I was I was just in awe the <laughs> whole time. I can't wait for you to get through. And then. There's a part directly, I'll say, after slash concurrent with it that is equally awful. But we'll we'll get to that at another time. Well, maybe the sewers. Me. I'll say that. Oh, yeah. okay. No, I haven't gotten to the Horrible. sewers either. Um, <laughs> I'm right now, uh, currently, when I was making my notes last night when we were talking about doing an Elden Ring cast, I am in, um, I don't know how you would pronounce this, but I'm in Soifra. Sofra. If I had to guess, I bet you it's Shofra. Yeah. Because I, I think that makes a, a that S I sound, but but S- whatever it is, yeah, it looks like Siofra. S I O F R A, and and I'm I'm in there right now, and I actually got I feel like I got to to Soifra a little <laughs> a little early, actually earlier than I was supposed to. Like I got to the 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 bottom part of Soifra, and I um. And I had to fight the uh, the horned deer, the first horned deer. Oh yeah, yeah. Because there's two of them. Yeah. Not now we're getting real specific. Yeah. Oh, there's here. multiples of so many bosses in this game. It's insane. And um, and and I got there early, and I was just like, whoa, there's no chance I'm beating this thing. Come to find out, it wasn't that hard of a boss mm-hmm. actually. But um, I'm at the upper end of of Soifra, which is after you beat uh, Radon, and like the meteor comes down and opens up Nokra, um, not Nokra. Uh, Noxtella? No, the the underground city, which is the top the, part there, of Soifra. Yeah, there's the Eternal City, and then like there's also, and th- there might be two, but there's definitely a Noxtella. So it's if, not Noxtella. Oh well, then hundred percent. There's two. Okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm I must be coming up to that later. But the point of me bringing Soifra up was that it is absolutely kicking my ass. No, and, no Kron or Nokron. Not Nokron. Yes, yeah, there's and, a Noxtella too. And uh, so, so no- Nokron's kicking my ass because I'm fighting the Valiant Gargoyles, which yeah, I was um, yeah. texting you and Adam about. That I'm. It's the first boss that I've really struggled with. Mm-hmm. I have not. And and this is a, an ode to earlier that uh, I I think that these that Elden Ring is easier than the rest of the Souls. This is the first boss that at 50 hours in where I'm like. How, how the fuck am I going to beat these guys, you know? And I've, I've even started, like, looking up, you know, weaknesses and stuff like that, but... Which it, they don't really have any. Yeah. They, well, they, they are, do technically have a fire weakness, but it's not there are, as much. And they're also neutral to striking. So it's not yeah. even a weakness. It's just that they're not strong to piercing and slashing. And I don't... If you're still listening and you've never played any of the Souls games, God love you. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm glad. But for anybody who doesn't know, like there are different types of damage, even just physical, that you can do to any type of enemy in the game. And you know that that's why I can remember the like the very first one I ever played. I don't remember if I I think I played Demon Souls first. I think, um, and I pretty much used the same thing all the way through. And sometimes you're beating your head against the wall up against a particular boss or area, and it's like. You need to have a little bit of flexibility. Like mm-hmm. I, ha- I have four weapons that I keep up to date in terms of upgrades, and I use heavily 
at least two of them. And, and they do, you know, like one of them is primarily slicing, sorry, piercing and a little bit of slashing. And then the other one is striking. Like a good striking weapon is, quint- it is absolutely essential. Did you mix piercing, slashing, and, and slicing into slicing? <laughs> that, you just did a really good Sean Connery impression, which is perfect. <laughs> that was well done. Oh, you're slicing. You know, and real quick, I, I should say, um, Tommy, earlier you said something like, you know, that there's not necessarily like anything like, you know, brand new. And, and I will say that, um, yes, it's a Souls game. But what does make it so new and fresh is they departed from the standard fantasy horror aspects that they've kind of... Um, I don't know if that's the right description, but my, my point is like the, the Dungeons and Dragons kind of idea like of fantasy. And they shifted over with the help of George R.R. R. Martin to Irish mythology, which is, that's what makes this... R. George R.R. R. played a part Tommy, in the writing. you didn't know this? No. That, that's, he's like behind the game. Oh, wow. Yeah, like him and Miyazaki were beaten off together and they made out of them. <laughs> Like, it, dude, it's huge. I wish we would have mentioned that way earlier yeah. in the episode. Are you, are you, now you're really not surprised. Yeah. Of course. No. That, that's a huge thing I wanted to mention. And also, um, we we were talking about the Shofra River, if that's how you pronounce it. I, I really oh, don't know. Man, I really want to know how we pronounce it because I feel like an idiot. Yeah. Because you're pronouncing it Shofra and I'm pronouncing it Soifra. Well, it's not that because <laughs> it's S-I-O and I don't see how that could be soy. Yeah. Soy sauce. But... Dude, this is, I got a really cool one for you. Okay. Those things on the map, it's like a big blue disc and you can enter it and fight a boss. It looks like ever. Mm-hmm. Gao. It, that's, it looks like ever gal. Yeah. The way to pronounce it is ever jail. G A O L. That's the fucking etymology of the word jail. Because it's like a prison that they're stuck in. Oh. What oh, the just, fuck? Yeah, dude. The, the stuff I'm like, because. Anybody who knows me, I'm a language fiend. So anytime I learn a, an eta, etym, etymological, oh, I can't do this. I love <laughs> etymology, mm-hmm. and it's just man, that's that's my favorite uh, like w- language related thing that I learned from this game. We could, um, uh, well, actually, no. You know what? I'm not even gonna say we could go on forever. I have more things to say about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, go, go for it. Let we'll we'll try. We'll shoot for like another ten minutes or so. Okay, perfect. Um, I have two things to say. Like as we talk about the Souls games being difficult and, and this one being a little bit easier, there's still it still holds true to the value of one thing that I wrote down yesterday. You can never take any enemy for granted nope. in this game. No, the Not tiniest even, piece of shit can kill you. Even if you're like careless. a stupid little rat. Yeah. Even like uh, just a, a, a dumb little slow zombie. Anything can kill you. You can never just power through an enemy. You always have to be methodical. You always got to be on your toes, but it's never exhausting either. It's just like there's there's areas where you're just like, I got to get from this side of of the map to this side of the map. I might come into I might come in contact with some enemies. I can run past them. But if you are going to fight, if you commit to fighting an enemy, no matter how small it is, you just you got to have one second of thought where you go, I, I gotta, I gotta do this strategy. Yep, and, and strategy. That, that holds true for all Souls games. Like I, I can remember, Tara saw me once lose my mind. I probably threw a controller, and 
it was uh, it was in one of the earlier Souls games, maybe one or two. And this like piece of shit, hollow idiot with a torch. He just like kept wildly swinging at me, and, and I kept getting impatient. And I just kept trying to swing back, and Impatience. I couldn't. And he killed me. Yeah. And that's what these games do to you. It's like it does not. That's one crazy departure to Bloodborne is it it actually rewards aggress- aggression. Mm-hmm. So that's a really cool thing and, and another reason it's it's good to check out in terms of having a slightly different experience. But So those were two things that I, I put in there. Is that what you were going to say when you said I have No, one but one? I'll do it now since I just mentioned Bloodborne again. Um, have I mentioned you should play Bloodborne? Hey, who, uh, hey, who? There's another, there are other aspects of Elden Ring and some of them are subtle and some of them are not. There is definitely... A, a little bit of a subject matter related to like the cosmos in the void in some weird like alien shit. I don't want to do any spoilers for you, Tommy. There is some really weird alien shit later. And it's so cool because that was something that was brand new with, with Bloodborne that Souls never really played with. There is some weird alien cosmic shit in like a, a specific part of Bloodborne. Like literally aliens. Okay. And, and and you'll see a little you'll get a little bit oh, of a in taste. Bloodborne, you said. Yes, but there's a taste okay. of it in Elden Ring too. So one thing I want to mention, and and actually I saw this on, on Reddit today, and I don't think anybody has the answer to this, uh, unless I mean maybe we get our our Tara in here because I know that she reads more lore. She's nuts. That's all she just sits all day <laughs> with the wiki up and then plays like thirty percent of the time. It's hilarious. <laughs> um the giant skulls that are like built into the like sides of certain mountains, mm-hmm. especially in Kaled. Yeah, there's one in Kaled. There's one in the area of the game that I'm in, like toward the very end. Yeah. Do you know what those are about? I don't. But exactly, I rely on Adam for lore because okay. he knows everything, and he just teaches me when he watches me play. Like I will eventually do a lot more reading myself, but it is you could go nuts on yeah. this stuff, man. And and, and with it, this kind of goes without saying because of the kind of stuff we're talking about, but you can't just play this game and figure out everything. You have to look up certain things. 100%. And that's how they all are. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, they just throw you in. They don't teach you any buttons. Actually, I think there was a marker at the beginning of this game that says, do you want tutorials on or not? buttons, yes, but that's it. But yeah, Yeah. it, it doesn't give you any kind of, like, this is how you build a character you yeah. know like like yeah. any other normal video game would you just kind of got to figure it out for and that's yourself. part of the beauty of it honestly exactly but but quests for sure are the they are deliberately obtuse but it's it's fun either a trying to figure it out on your own or b and more practically looking it up on the wiki and learning about the consequences of talking to somebody at the right time and giving them an item or not or agreeing with them or not or killing this one character and it has an effect on three other characters like it's just and it's so crazy because everything is permanent and irreversible like if you do something like if you strike somebody by accident and kill them it's like well they're gone from your game forever too bad like real life yeah very much (laughs) like real life absolutely um so i i'm gonna end with one thing, one thing that I dislike about the game. You okay. Ready? Do okay. you have anything off the top of your head before and I get into this? Actually, I would say the one time that I bitch and complain, and I'm like, this is the one thing that, that is nice. fucked up and nice. not my fault, is I rely heavily. My We got to talk about weapons too, yeah. real quick. My overall favorite weapon like it's coming toward the moon veil because i have a dex intelligence 
and a little bit of strength build. D and D nerds are beating off right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, for the majority of the game, and I still use it a lot. I use the Grand APA, and it is it's a giant. It looks like a giant like fencing lance kind of thing. Oh, not I. I was wondering if I was going to run into one of those because that used to be. In Dark Souls 2, two mm-hmm. the fencing lance was like my favorite weapon. This thing is outrageous. Oh, I, I, I can't I, wait. I haven't seen it yet. It's early in the game. Ooh, okay. Yeah. I guess I just You can go it. find it if you want. It's, um, I will call it OP because it has impaling thrust as its weapon arts. And even bosses, you're looking usually at a maximum of three, sometimes two, and then maybe four impaling thrusts. And you stagger them and get your critical in. And you can keep rinsing, repeating. It mm. is it is so unbelievably good. Before you get before you go even farther, can I mention something? Yes, you, absolutely. You talking about the impaling uh, ABA, your, the ABA, the the thrusting uh, jousting pole or whatever. Mm. Um, I sent you and Adam a build of my character early on, like I, when I was like you know thirty hours in, thirty five hours in, or something. Yeah. And Adam had said he had never seen my weapon. And I got that weapon in like the first two hours I, I of love the that. game. He, he didn't see my APA either. Whenever yeah. I first should. Like everybody's experience is different because everybody explores differently. Unless you're Terra, in which case you explore everything per the wiki and get everything. So <laughs> that, that's a little different. But The funny thing about Adam is he has, uh, I think he sent us a screenshot where I oh, yeah. counted up close to 400 hours. Oh, yeah. He's got like four or 500 hours into into. Elden Rings, Dark Souls. Yeah. And um, he had never seen my weapon that I claim was OP. Yeah. And it was like a weapon I got in the first two two hours of the game. It's, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> actually, to draw this and Hades together, everything, the game is so perfectly defined. And now I remember what I forgot about earlier. Everything is so perfectly designed that all builds and weapons are viable. If you're willing to put in the time to potentially respec or get, get your attributes toward a certain thing, they're all viable. And then the other thing I wanted to say, you asked me something I didn't like. Yeah, yeah. You, Stag- I was gonna, I was staggering with the APA, you are able to then circle around to the glowing orange bullshit and get your critical. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, like an enemy exposes its weak point. Sure, yeah. A lot of times you can't actually access it. Like if the character is, or if the enemy is kind of like fucked up or like sitting at an angle, or if it's a dragon and you stagger it and then you're stuck behind its wing, it gets up before you can run all the way to the head. And sometimes I'm like right in front of it and I hit R1 and nothing happens. I'm like, fuck. I think so it that's actually the only complaint. I think it's all weapons. Cause I, i I feel that same way about multiple yeah. of my weapons. Yeah. I'm, I'm not blaming the APA for that. I'm saying oh, like okay. that, that, Function sometime it seems unnecessarily difficult to activate. I agree. Yeah. I, I, thank you for bringing that up. Absolutely. Because I thought that I was crazy no. when I'd be like, well, how was that not like a, a critical? Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, small complaint, by the way. Also, small complaint coming from me. Okay. The one thing, and I, I, I set this up like it was going to be something that I hated about the game or yeah. that it was like wrong with the game. The Dung Beetles. Besides the ashes, the ones that give you ashes, mm-hmm. the dung beetles that give you like more flasks, flasks, yeah, so unnecessary. Like, like there's sometimes I like the like there's like a group of like three or four mm-hmm. red dung beetles that'll give you more flasks. Yeah, there's no point in fighting the, them. This to to your point, what we Fight. were talking about earlier, like 
they this game is a little easier. Oh. There there are a lot more cushions. One thing that Terra got me hooked on, first of all, they added the wondrous physic. That thing is insane and and it's basically a customized for anybody for those of you who know Souls but haven't played Elden Ring, it's like a single use per grace per rest uh flask that you can put your own effects on, whether it's like gradually restoring HP or making your decks higher or whatever. And the one, the I think it's called the Twiggy Cracked Tier. It definitely has Twiggy in it. <laughs> you it's, said this to us the yes, other day. Yeah. It's it's a let's say two to three minute long effect of having a sacrificial twig um, equipped. So do you know what a sacrificial twig is? You can die and keep all your souls. Correct. So you put this on your physic. If you're going into a situation where a you don't want to waste an entire twig, which are somewhat rare. And B, you're like, I think I might die here. Or if like you're, you're doing some platforming, because that's a whole other thing that they added to this game, which is it's very welcome and also very frustrating at times. It's kind of weird. But uh, if you're like, I'm probably going to jump, there's a 50% chance I'm going to fall and die here. You can just swig from your physic with the Twiggy tier and then you don't have to worry about it. And like that safety net is almost a little too nice for a Souls <laughs> game because this is a franchise that is known for punishing the player that, that's interesting that you said that there's a lot of platforming because i think i've only come in contact with platforming um in the renala area there are there are a lot in the game so like as you try and like clean things up or if you find yourself looking for a particular item and you're like oh i'm gonna look up how to find this maybe you're gonna find more areas but there it's it's not just a handful mm-hmm. there's probably like i don't know maybe a dozen or so that are like really, really strange platforming situations. Okay. But I, I, so the last thing I'll say and to end the episode is I play this game solo by myself upstairs. Nobody around me. I talk to myself. Oh, that's a beautiful thing. (laughs) That's a beautiful thing. While I'm playing this game so much. That's immersion. Yes, it truly, truly is. And, 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 you know, earlier in my life, I would have been like, what a loser. Like, I'm like <laughs> talking to myself while I'm playing video games. It's such a beautiful thing because I, I'm, like you said, immersed in the game. I am finding myself teabagging AI. <laughs> And it's so good. Wait a minute. I do that too. I'm sitting here laughing. I'll kill a boss that pisses me off and I'll like wave at him or I'll do like a gesture. I'm this. That's so good. Of course. What about, so this is another thing that I don't do enough, but I actually have it equipped to my, to one of my hotkeys is the apologies. Oh, the pay, the, yeah, those things are so weird. I love the, those voices. It has nothing to do with the game. It's just a wee little emote where like he whispers in it and like this real apologies. deep demonic voice comes out. Yeah. Like Alex just did and he goes, "Apologies." Yeah. They're it's, great. It's the it's the equivalent of teabagging. Is that the only somewhere. one you have? That's the only one I have. I have like 6. Nice. Yeah, they're great. They're hilarious. And one of them is like a quest item that you have to use in front of another character to sort of like resolve some emotion for him it's wild i i need to do that more often because i do get some some markings on the ground that'll tell me you have to emote or you have yeah. to gesture yeah. or whatever and i've only ever had to gesture like once or twice to actually reveal something gotcha yeah exactly this also is the first souls game that I have actually gotten into actively writing messages and rating other messages. Oh, cool. It, and it's real. I don't know if you know this. If you write a message and it gets appraised, you get a flask fill. 
Oh, nice. So it actually, it makes sense to do. I had no idea. Yeah, and that I have a couple a with like like 20 likes, and I was like, oh, sweet. <laughs> so it's great. And Can they only show up if that person's online at the time. What, what's your most liked message? Maybe I've seen it. Uh, one of them, off the top of my head, there's one in the Divine Tower of Kaled. Okay. Where you walk, it's that, that shitty tower that you you go into and you like ride an elevator. Like you, you platform down into it. It's it's real shitty. Ooh, maybe I haven't seen well, it. Well, there's an altar in there and there's what looks like a pile of shit on the altar. Yeah. And I just said, praise the dung. <laughs> and everybody was like, fuck yeah. Of course. Praise the dung. That, that's, yeah. that's a common message. Yeah, it's, I, it's good. The, I'm They're so, all funny. I'm, Turtles being dogs is amazing. I'm so tired of coming across liar ahead and then could this be like, you know, a, a, a wall or could this be a hidden I path? disparage those sometimes. Yeah. I'm very over that joke. It's not funny and it's annoying. Thank you, Alex. <laughs> I'm, tr- I'm triggered. I appreciate, no, I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. I agree. It's really annoying. I'm tired of like the, I'm tired of the stupid stuff, you yeah. know? Yeah. Because I read Almost all I of do the too. messages. I have to. Like, one of the best ones, it's frequently in the round table. There's like a set of two knight's armors, mm-hmm. and it says, try two-handing and then explosion. Or, or there's actually several, several variables depending on whose you get. But and one of them says, like, no two-handing allowed. Seek God. Seek God is one of my favorites. It's just <laughs> such a concise, hilarious statement. What, what a game... If you claim to like video games and you have not played Elden Ring yet, you should fix fuck that. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I used a you should and you said fuck you. And I and I stand by both. But yeah, agreed. Just, let's put a, a, uh, an alert at the front of this message that says, careful about listening to this one because you might be like, what the fuck are oh, they talking about? Yeah, totally. I, people are going to... That's the beauty of craft heads. As usual, I tell... Whenever I pitch it to somebody, I all after I give them the 10-second the spiel, I say, look at the catalog of episodes and pick something that looks interesting to you because the title and the description tell you what it's about. You know what I mean? Like, you're not going to wander into an episode and be like, what the fuck are these guys talking about? It's like, well, we told you this is the, this is the Elden Ring episode. <laughs> yeah, so. we really stayed true to the, oh, yeah. to the topic here. Absolutely. So. So thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, Like I said, stay tuned for another specialized one on The Wire, and then we'll probably, uh, Tommy and I will be back to regular old banter probably sometime in February. Hey, we got a ski trip coming up. Yes! We'll be talking about that for sure. We're going uh, skiing up north at the end of January, so early February, you can... uh, rest assured you'll hear about that yeah and and today is uh what january 17th thank you tommy thank you i forgot about that january 17th date of recording i've been doing better about getting these out in a timely manner so these that helps keep me accountable peace brother later